If you lie down with dogs, you get up with fleas. This is a quote from Benjamin Franklin's Poor Richard's Almanac, or at least most people think it comes from there. Some people have found it on a fortune cookie, so I don't know who did it first, whether the fortune cookie maker or Benjamin Franklin, but I love it. And in this episode, we're going to start a long series that is based on an article I saw on LifeBuzz titled 30 Things to Stop Doing to Yourself. It's one of those things you see your friends share on Facebook, and that's exactly what happened. I read it, and I thought, this is spot on, and I figured it would make a great series. So uh, 30 episodes. I am still going to do the Friday episode where I share a resource with you, but on the other two episodes per week, I am going to go into this topic and we're going to dig deeper into each one of them because the article is just one paragraph for each item. But I'm going to dig deeper into them and help you uh, deal with some of these things that we all, myself included, need to stop doing. I'm Desmond, and this is your Mental Mastery Moment podcast, episode number 68. I believe mental mastery is the greatest component to a successful life. Whether it's discovering your soul's desire, exercising self-discipline, maximizing your productivity, or silently connecting with an infinite creative source through your subconscious mind, you are here to live a life of abundance, gratitude, and love. If this describes you, join the community of like-minded creators at pdesmondadams.com. And now, let's get into today's episode. Well, life has been a little hectic lately. Uh, I've got a lot of things going on, and I've been a little remiss in getting the podcast out consistently. And so I'm regrouping and getting everything sorted out. It's just been, you know, sometimes things happen in life. Just everything happens all at once. It happens to me. It happens to you. We all know it does. And it just the way it is. We can't beat ourselves up over it. So I apologize to you for not being there in, uh, on a couple of episodes. But I'm back, and it's good. And I'm looking forward to connecting with you, as always, uh, anywhere on social media, on Twitter, at P. Desmond Adams. But let's jump into this. Again, this is from an article I saw called 30 Things to Stop Doing to Yourself. It listed just one paragraph on each item, but I want to dig into these a little bit deeper. In this episode, we're going to look at the idea of spending time with toxic or the wrong people. Uh, One of the things you need to understand in relationships is none of them are neutral. People around you, they're either adding to your life or they're taking from it. And let me also invert that and say the people around you, you're either adding to their life or you're taking from it. And there may be times in an organic situation where you're giving more and then other times where you're taking more. But you have to look at each relationship that you're in and determine, is this a relationship that is taking more from me or or something that's giving more to me? And we'll we'll dig into the whole idea of just being self-serving here in a little bit. I want to I want to talk about that because this isn't just about being selfish and pushing aside everybody who doesn't help you get what you want because that's a bigger issue. But this is about evaluating your relationships and looking at the ones that are healthy, not always just self-serving, but healthy relationships. So what I recommend you do is to sit down and make a list of the people that you have in your life and the ones on a consistent basis. I'm not talking about all your Facebook friends, but the ones who are close to you, the ones you see one-on-one on a regular basis. And then ask yourself, which ones are the ones I would call 
if I had a tragedy that suddenly struck in my life. And the ones that you put on that list, those are the ones that are probably the most healthy for you. The ones that you say, they are the last ones I would call, those are the ones that are probably the most toxic for you. Now, some of people you're going to call just because you want to let them know, but they're not the ones you're turning to in a time of desperate need. The initial reaction, though, and I've done this, is to say, but that person needs my help. They're so damaged. They're so messed up. I need to help them. But you have to remember, sometimes in an effort to help somebody else, you hurt yourself. Now, I understand straining yourself. I understand investing part of yourself to help somebody else. That's noble. That's a good thing. I'm talking about putting your own well-being at risk. In a life-threatening drowning situation, lifeguards will tell you sometimes somebody goes to help another person drowning and they don't have the experience. They don't know what to do. And it ends up with both of these people becoming victims to the situation. That other person just starts climbing all over and not in an intent to harm the rescuer, but in a desire to just save themselves. They become very focused on self-preservation. They're not trying to destroy you. They're just trying to save them. And that's what sometimes happens with our toxic relationships. One person is panicked. They just want to survive without regard. And in that moment, they're just thinking about their own well-being. And just like in the water, that person's intent isn't to drown you emotionally or even physically. It's simply to make sure that they don't drown. So it could be somebody who normally is in a very healthy relationship with you, but something has happened that's put them in a panic mode. And the truth is you don't just leave them and walk away. You get professional help. You call the lifeguards. You call the lifeguards who have the tools. They have those red flotation things that they can use. They know the techniques that can be used to help this person. And that's what we have to remember to do in these situations. Uh, it's oftentimes that well-meaning person who comes along and ends up getting wrapped up in a very toxic, very dangerous situation, and it hurts them. Uh, the similar situation, I'm a licensed pilot, and I've heard my fair share of stories from flight instructors who have had a student panic, lock their grip on the yoke of that plane when they're just a few hundred feet off the ground, and they're pointing that plane towards the ground, and that flight instructor is fighting with all their might to pull that plane back up so that they don't end up in the ground. And the flight instructors have had to actually cold cock the person, just knock them out in order to get control of that plane and save both of their lives. If they were to just fight with them, they would both end up in the ground and not in a good way. So they end up punching them in the face, knocking them out, doing whatever it takes to get them to let go of that yoke, to take control of the situation from that other person who's not mentally and and consequently physically healthy it's the same situation with the lifeguard mentioned above where the person in the bad place has to be debilitated in order to be rescued and to keep them from taking you both down it can seem cruel on the surface but you have to ask what is the greater tragedy one person or two people two lives destroyed and, and keep in mind, this, this is an extreme example that I'm giving you with this. It's not always a life and death situation. I, I've just shared those as, as extreme examples to help illustrate what we're talking about. 
So they may not be destroying you, but they are impacting your ability to live your best life possible. So you have to evaluate that. And just like in that opening quote I mentioned above, if you lie down with dogs, you get up with fleas, we'll become more like the people who we are hanging around with. But sometimes it's just an annoying itch from those fleas. We could walk away from those dogs. We could be miles away from those dogs, and we're still dealing with the fleas that we got from them. So you have to remember that if you're dealing with some stuff. It may go back to a previous toxic relationship that you had, and you need to address what's left on you from that relationship. So you may need to seek some professional help to deal with that. And we've all heard of the term codependency, and that's where we get into this idea where being intoxicated can sometimes feel good. We can be around toxic people. We can become intoxicated by that relationship, and initially it feels good because just like with alcohol, it numbs our own problems. We can become so engrossed in helping somebody else that it helps us forget about our own problems. We can become a little bit intoxicated. You've got to remember that with alcohol. That term, intoxicated, has the word toxic in it because you're just mildly poisoning your body with alcohol. You're still functioning, okay, but, but, but it's numbing you. That's the same thing with these toxic relationships. It, it can numb you to your own problems, and so we keep going back to that. We keep going back to that relationship. We become codependent with this person. And, and we're limiting our own ability to improve our lives. And when we do that, we severely impede our ability to eventually help the people around us. Most people would agree, and I think science proves it, that when we are intoxicated, uh, whether it's from drugs or alcohol or whatever it is, we're impaired to some degree. It's going to give us a slower reaction time. We're not going to be able to deal with things that are happening around us as quickly as we could. Other times, we may have our judgment impaired, and we're going to make bad decisions because we're intoxicated slightly by the people around us. They're not destroying us, but they're just impeding our ability to live the best life possible. And now I want to dig into that whole idea about self-preservation because this can seem, this whole idea of pushing aside those who are toxic in our lives, it can seem so selfish, self-serving. And, and I don't want it to be like that. What kind of world would we live in if we set aside anyone who hindered our own selfish ambitions? In fact, as much as we think focusing our own desires is what brings happiness, is really those people who are the most miserable. I was thinking about this the other day. In your life, think about the people who despise the life they're living. The people who are just miserable about everything that's happening in their life. And I'm sure as I say that, someone pops into your head. You know who that person is. Now ask yourself, is that person more or less focused on their own desires most of the time? Nothing's going to be black and white, but are they more focused on their own desires most of the time? And I can tell you, in my situation, in my relationships, without fail, the people who are most focused on their own selfish desires most of the time are the people who are the most miserable and are, are not enjoying their life. So we have to learn to strike a balance. We have to help those who are working to get better. That's the key. Help those who are working at getting better, not those who just want to get better. Have them take some action that indicates that they're 
working to get better. There's a big difference between dragging and walking with somebody as you go up a steep hill. When you walk together, you can actually help each other over the more difficult areas. But when you're dragging somebody, that first difficult ledge you come to as you're trying to climb up that hill, it's going to have you both tumbling to the bottom. So let the professionals come in. Let them help those people who refuse to improve things for themselves. And even the professionals will tell you, unless it's a life and death situation, there's not a lot they can do. In most states, in most countries, if somebody is a harm to themselves or those around them, they can be uh, locked up for the benefit of the people themselves or the people around them, but only for a short time for an assessment. But sometimes that's what it takes just to get someone thinking clearly again and then determine now, do you want to help yourself? So even professionals will say, unless they want to help themselves, I can't help them. You can stand at the top of that hill and you can encourage them. You can let them know that you're there if they need you to call for help. You can even throw down a rope to them, metaphorically speaking, so they can pull themselves up. But don't you dare go down and get them. As soon as you do, you will get stuck at the bottom and you will risk your own well-being as you try to drag an unwilling person to the top of the hill where you know things are better they have to want to come to the top and it is tragic and it is horrible ask anybody who's been in a codependent relationship it is so difficult to let go you so want to help them that you just can't let go but we have to and that's the extreme, the, those, those situations. There's also the more mild ones, and we have to learn to distance ourselves from those people. Maybe meter our exposure to their toxicity. We know you have to learn what you can tolerate. You have to know what's going to stop your progress, what's going to keep you from living the best life possible. Because if you're not the best you can possibly be, there's no way you're ever going to help the people around you become the best they can be. Nobody is fighting poverty with poverty. You have to find the financial resources if you want to help somebody out of poverty. So that's the first one of 30, can't believe it, 30 things uh, that we need to stop doing to ourselves. And I'm including myself in this. And that's the beauty of this podcast. I set out to not become, I despise this word, or I don't really like the word, a guru. But just to go through this experience with you, I've spent 30 years reading self-help books and listening to self-help speakers and experts and the gurus. And I've just got such a passion to share with you what I've learned and for us to build a relationship where you can share with me what you've learned. Man, I just had somebody help me out with something on an ebook that I have up on the website. W wonderful. That This is the give and take uh, that, that we're engaged in, where we're helping each other out. And so that's what I want to do is just go on this journey together. Let's live the best life we possibly can. Let's help each other stay focused with the right mindset each day and encourage each other to move forward, to be the best we can be. And so that's what we're talking about today. Stop spending time with the wrong people or at least meter that time. But, you know, initially you might have to just stop for a little bit until you know what healthy is. 
and then it's like an alcoholic may not even I'm starting to expound even further it's like an alcoholic may not even know what it's like to be sober they don't know what it's like now they may know what it's like to be sober for the morning or for the good chunk of the day but they don't know what it's like to live a sober life and then once you stop completely then you know what you're missing out on when you take that drink or a drug addict does the same thing or somebody with toxic relationships the same thing it's a toxic issue I really hope this helps. I'd love to hear how you've dealt with toxic people in your life. Maybe you've had a, a codependent situation. I'd love to know more about it. We can connect again on Twitter at P Desmond Adams or on Facebook. You go to facebook.com forward slash P Desmond Adams and we'll connect and we'll have a, a conversation about this and you can share what you've experienced and others will learn from that and hopefully they can share what they've experienced. If this podcast is a benefit to you, do this for me. It's huge. I would be so grateful. Go into iTunes and rate the podcast. You don't even really have to write a review, but just a five-star rating if you think it's worth it, that's huge. So many more people will see the podcast when we get a lot of reviews. In particular, if we all went today, you're one of hundreds of people who's listening to this podcast. If we all went, today and rated that podcast five stars we would shoot up in itunes and so many more people would hear messages like you heard today so go to pdesmondams.com slash itunes it'll take you right over to it'll open up itunes for you actually and then you can rate the mental mastery moment podcast thank you so much i appreciate you i hope you're going to have a great day ahead and i hope you're going to start evaluating those relationships loving on the people who need it helping the people who want who are helping themselves and distancing yourself from the people who are dragging you down. And as always, of course, may your reach always extend beyond your grasp.